all the games I used to play in my younger wilder days. The game of clubs and tees it never crossed my mind. But after some discussion with my closest, dearest friends, I decided that... Welcome into another episode of the Turn Fancy Off Podcast. I'm Andrew Poor. Go by Andrew Putters. That's my buddy Joe Nicely from rotoballer.com. Big weekend last weekend for us too. Uh, I got back on the links, Joe. Um, tournament season's officially underway. I won what we like to call the working man's flight, the first flight, two-man tournament up at the country club in Morristown, Tennessee, um, with a buddy of mine named Michael. And, uh, yeah, we took that down. Course is really tough. Uh, greens are running about a 12, undulated small greens, but – Joe, you had a big weekend too. Uh, tell the listeners uh, what happened to you this weekend. Yeah, man. Uh, good to see you, Andrew, and congrats on the on the win over there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I finally broke the curse. Uh, a lot of you guys that listen to this show probably also listen to our buddy uh, Nagel's Bagels. Um, he's got a periscope on Wednesday nights that so he he absolutely just always kills, and he runs the listener league every week. Uh, has for the past couple of years and it's winner take all hundred people. And I finally won. Uh, the, the heritage is one of my favorites. Um, I had a lot of really good lineups last week and was lucky enough to, uh, finally take down the bagels. So, uh, get, get that ball out to me bagels. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Took down the, the, the winner take all right. Winner take all. Yeah. Yeah, man. Winner take all somewhat controversial format. Uh, but, but we're going to defer to the host on that one. Um, yeah, man, it's really fun. Uh, love all those guys. Bagels is a good buddy of mine. Love what he does and have really fun with that contest. A uh, ton of fun with that contest every week. So, uh, cool little thing to take that down and had a, had a good week overall, Andrew. I, I feel like I left some money on the table last week, had a lot of things right, uh, which, which we can kind of talk about, but, uh, both on FanDuel and DraftKings had, Tons of really strong lineups going into Sunday. Uh, Morikawa kind of let me down. Connors kind of let me down. And, of course, I had very little HV3 uh, and Grio. So, uh, overall, a really good week, really profitable week. Happy to win the bagels uh, contests and happy to win some money. But uh, you kind of feel like when you get so much right that that you should take home a little bit more. But not going to complain, man. Love the Heritage. Just one of my favorites and look forward to it every year. Yeah, Heritage did not disappoint. So, you know, even though, I mean, Stuart Sink is such a likable golfer. Most people like him pretty good. He went coast to coast fairly pretty much on this tournament other than Cam Smith shooting that uh, 62 on the first round. But, you know, what, other than maybe Stuart Sink just basically demolishing the field the first two days in every statistical category, what kind of uh, surprised you about last weekend, Joe? Um well, did anything surprise you to begin with? Because here's the here's the thing: about twenty percent of the lineups went through. So what they like to call as the chalk came through, which basically did, which happens usually, you know, maybe three or four times a year we get a tournament like this, and it just so happened that's the way it was. It wasn't looking like that after the first round, but several of the guys that normally historically play well played well in the second round to make the cut. So did anything really surprise you about this week, Joe? Not really, man. No huge surprises. I actually expected Sink to play well. Um, I mean, you're never going to pick a guy like that to win the tournament, mo most likely. Um, but but certainly locked him as a dark horse as a really good value play, uh, you know, in DFS. 
but no huge surprises other than maybe Patrick Cantlay missing the cut. Um, had a tremendous course history there, a couple T3s and a T7, I think, and uh, really, really thought it was a good bounce back spot for him. But he, he's continuing to struggle, Andrew, which we'll talk about him a little bit this week uh, for Zurich. But uh, Cantley's now missed the cut in his last three stroke play events and, and didn't play great at the match play. So uh, you kind of kind of wonder about Patrick Cantley, a guy that we really like and a guy we expected to have a big year. But other than that, no huge surprises. We, we really saw kind of the cream rise to the top. We saw more cow up there, Corey Connors, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Webb made a, made a run after a slow start. Um, you know, so a lot of things kind of went as expected last week. Uh, really loved the tournament. Wish there was maybe a little bit more drama involved, but like you said, man, Stuart Sink basically dominated that tournament. A uh, great win by him, his third win there uh, at Harbortown. So second win this season. Only he and Bryson DeChambeau won twice this year so or this season. So uh, really impressive what he's doing, man, for 47 years old. Really cool. He's got his son on the bag. Um, hopefully he'll continue to play well. And it's a golf course, you know, that, that pretty much anybody can play well on. So not a huge surprise to see a veteran take it down last week. Yeah, I think, I think we're seeing more and more. Anytime Pete Dye – design golf courses in the is in the fold i mean we get there's like a maybe like 20 guys you need to circle every time and stewart sink looks like one of those guys you know fairways greens are a bit really important but also around the greens um putting is always a statistic that the winner is always usually going to do well at but it's hard to always um predict that because i feel like putting can come and go but uh the tee to green and around the green statistic very important to pete die courses we need we need to circle that going forward and which uh, obviously he did well at all those all the all the all the attributes he he performed at a high level this past weekend. Uh, yeah, hate to see that. Uh, you know, you said his son's on the bag, a Tennessee guy that was his caddy, kind of got pushed to the side for his son, unfortunately. But uh, you know, it's still a pretty cool story. You know, you don't see all that father son stuff much, and and war uh, rarely does it work out, you know, when they're uh, old enough to do so. So, yeah, big shout out to that. So, uh, before we get into this week's the Zurich Classic, uh, Joe, what we got going on at Rotoballer? Yeah, man, really excited about our content over there. We feel like we've really uh, cranked it up a notch here since the Masters. Um, you can get our PGA DFS research station. Spencer does a Vegas report that continually cranks out winners. Josh Bennett does a course breakdown. That's amazing. He uses Google earth, kind of give you an inside look at the course every week. And you can get my DraftKings core four over there, which has been killing it, Andrew. I gotta, gotta do a little victory lap on the, the core four for the past month or so, but we hope you'll go to rotoballer.com. Check it out. 69 bucks. When you use promo code nice, that'll take you through the tour championship. There you go. Rotoballer best place in the world for your daily fancy needs. So, Zurich Classic of New Orleans, uh, tournament's been around for quite some time. Uh, it's like they got the name in 2005, um, switched to a, uh, a, a two-man event in 2017, so it's played three total years there. 2020, obviously, was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, past champions here, Jonas Blix, Cameron Smith won the inaugural, Billy Horschel, Scott Piercy in 18, Ryan Palmer, John Rahm. Uh, in in dominant fashion in 2019 um it's like a format for this event is to uh four ball for the first and third round which is better ball or best score on individual per individual and alternate shot on the second and fourth round uh that is you know i mean 
Yeah, I think I think you can look into kind of those those like the format of it, but don't don't you need to be more of um, looking at I guess go low ability than uh, the, the format. I don't I don't necessarily maybe maybe you need to look at more personalities together than anything in this event. Uh, it's, you know, this is obviously the hardest event to to plug because we we're this is really unprecedented to us uh, from the standpoint is we don't have much of this information as far as DFS goes and statistic wise. But so this is definitely going to be a field man's tournament. So if you, you have to kind of shoot from the hip a little bit, there is some statistics you can back your ideas up with, but really this is more shoot the hip. Uh, golf course is played at the TPC Louisiana. Uh, it was architected by none other than Pete Dye 2004, who we just been talking about uh, and also been renovated in 19 and 20. Uh, two, 2019 um, renovations were uh, da, 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 the greens were changed to to Eagle Bermuda and 2020-21 renovations the course bunkers had some restored the original shape larger fairway and green side bunkers now similar with more car, compartmentalized which greatly improves drainage so basically you know obviously down in Louisiana you're going to have some heavy flooding and they were trying to deal with that 7400 yard golf course par 72 Greens are a little bit faster than the tour average, 12, but uh, still uh, and Bermuda throughout, different types of Bermuda throughout the whole golf course. So like I said, Joe, all that being said, all that information I just threw at you, let's basically, can we almost wad up statistics and throw it out the window and just shoot from the hip on this tournament? Yeah, I think you can, Andrew. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, you're kind of going by feel this week. Um, statistics are tough, especially when you're, when you're trying to judge two guys on a team, uh, you're also trying to figure out how those guys are going to play together. Are they going to jail? Have they played together in the past? Um, so that's kind of more what I'm looking at this week than, than kind of just raw statistics. Um, you can certainly go to course history and lean on that, especially if guys have played this event together in the past. Uh, we've got several of those kind of teams in the field this week. Uh, we've also got guys that played it, you know, when it was an individual event. Um, so you can look back at that kind of 2016 and back uh, to see what who played well here then. Um, but yeah, man, just a lot of different dynamics at play this week. When you when you take into account these guys are playing as a team, um, it's on an individual thing. You also uh, got to toss in the DraftKings salary scale, which is kind of weird. Um, it's got each member of each team posted on the salary scale. Um, but make sure when you're filling out your DraftKings lineups that you only click one of those guys because you're only going to get the points for one of them. I'm not really sure why DraftKings did that. Maybe it's so you can look at each player's game log, uh, I, I'm guessing. Um, but it looks like it would have been easier for them to just list each team, you know, on the salary scale. But uh, as we're about to dive into it, Andrew, it's kind of a tough salary scale, man. Uh, it runs out really quickly if you kind of get any of the marquee teams. Uh, you don't have much money left, it feels like. So just a lot of tricky things. My my advice would be, you know, we all love PGA DFS. We all want to play every week. Um, I'll certainly be tossing some lineups in, but I'm I'm kind of looking at this week as, you know, have some fun, relax a little bit. We've had a huge stretch of golf, and we've got a huge stretch of golf coming up. Um, so maybe take a little bit of a breather this week. Just have some fun. Look at it as entertainment value. Um, certainly cut back. I, I will personally be cutting back on my, my normal weekly investment this week and kind of just hang out, have some fun with it, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. This is going to be a let's do it kind of a fun thing, throw some things in there, get a sweat for the weekend. Um, and for the most part, DFS, that's kind of what it's built for, right? It's built to put more eyes on the game and just have fun with it. So let's just get right into this, Joe. We're not going to hit on as much this week as we normally do because, it's like Joe said, there's really not as much statistics to talk about. Or like we've been talking, there's not as much statistics to talk about. But we'll hit on a few teams that we like or dislike and and uh, some people maybe had some good uh, history at this event. Um, so right out of the gate, I think there's probably, um, you know, maybe four teams that are, are really – well, I mean – Four teams, really, if you look top to bottom or the cream of the crop, you got Cantlay, Xander, Rom, Palmer, who's defending champion, Wolf Morikawa, and Cam Smith and Leachman. After that, I feel like it drops off, Joe. Uh, and what's interesting here are those four teams, you have to think about all four of these teams are, you know, I, we didn't know that Ryan Palmer and John Rom had a friendship until they talked about it on this on this. Uh, tournament like two years ago when they won uh but you got to think Hantley Shoffley they played golf together since they were nine years old Wolf and Morikawa you know they came up through the rookie ranks together and we know Cam Smith and Leishman play a lot of golf together so uh where are you at on those top four um yeah man like you mentioned just a lot of uh I would certainly classify this as kind of the the marquee teams right um Xander and Cantlay I uh, certainly feel like the strongest team on paper uh, when you look at, at them as individuals, what they're both capable of and the, the quality of player, players that they are. Um, you kind of got some Ryder Cup, President's Cup team dynamics here. We saw them play together at the uh, President's Cup back at in Australia uh, a couple years ago. So, you know, that's probably a re relationship that grew out of that. I think Cantley had played this event with Patrick Reed in the past. Um, so kind of interesting that he's teaming up with Xander. And that's kind of another thing as we get through the salary scale, Andrew. It's just kind of neat to see who these guys team up with, um, kind of who they've played with before and if they've changed and why did they change. Uh, just kind of a cool little thing about this event. But, yeah, I think Cantley and Xander certainly stick out as, as the strongest team on paper kind of when you add up the individual parts. Um, as you mentioned, Rom and Palmer, um, defending champs. Uh, from 2019, both certainly played excellent golf yesterday, and you have to con or uh, last uh, over the past year, and you'd have to consider them one of the favorites this week. Um, and, and another thing, Andrew, we kind of hadn't touched on is this is basically like winning a PGA tour, a regular PGA tour event for these guys. Both guys get exemptions, um, and we saw this kind of kickstart Ron Palmer's uh, resurgence. Really, uh, when he and Ron won this, it got Palmer in a lot of events. Uh, took a lot of pressure off of him, and he's he's certainly uh, played well since then. So that's something we want to keep in mind as well, that, you know, these guys have uh, got exemptions on the line. But Roman Palmer, a strong team. Morikow and Wolf certainly extremely talented. Um, even though Wolf's kind of had his issues this year, I don't really know where to put him. Um, and Morikawa had some issues on the greens Sunday. Um, trust me, I was keeping a close eye on him. Very, very surprised by how he uh, played last Sunday at Hilton Head. That's kind of the first uh, chink we've seen in his armor, really, Andrew, uh, that I can remember since he's been a pro. Uh, just, a, just a really disappointing final round from him, but they're both certainly talented. And then you mentioned uh, Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, uh, President's Cup teammates, both Aussies. I think that's something we can look at. These guys uh, that are 
that are kind of fellow countrymen teaming up. You have to figure there's a bond there. So, yeah, uh, if I had to pick a team, I'd probably go. Uh, I Actually, I'd probably go Ron Palmer up here, Andrew. I, I know Cantley Shoffley just seems like a beast on paper, but um, some issues with Cantley lately, and I, I just kind of really like the dynamic between Ron and Palmer, and I like how they're both playing. Yeah, I think definitely they're the two best on paper. Um, I think this week you really, like I said, we, we're going to say it's a lot, shoot from the hip. But I think um, for me, if I, if I decide to do anything with it this week, that it's going to be more of um, maybe maybe put some teams in there that nobody else is putting, try to be a complete contrarian. And uh, so I'm actually, surprise, surprise, not going to roster anybody from this group that we've already talked about. It's actually really tough to Andrew. Um, when you when you start trying to build a build a lineup, it's actually really tough to go up there this week. I feel like I, I've just been tinkering around with it a little bit uh, this evening. We're doing this on Monday night, so you know things kind of can always open up as the week goes on, and and you kind of find your groove with your lineup construction. But uh, it seems really tough to to spend up this week and and still feel like you're putting a good lineup together. Yeah, I mean, so here's the here's the hard part. You know, not only are you picking six guys, but you're picking six guys and their teammates. So you have to find 12 guys that you like for a lot of different reasons, uh, especially the jail factor. Uh, the course is a long – it's a long golf course. Um, so in that case, I'm probably rostering uh, just, uh, just, uh, just with this – just for this scenario only is I like the dynamic of Bubba Watson and Scotty Scheffler. Bubba Watson won here years and years ago. He is, uh, he's never been known as a, never been thought of as a great alternate shot player, but everybody that plays with him in the team events in the, in the Ryder Cup, they love playing alternate shot with him because they've never been this close to the green before on par fours. And so I think, uh, not that I do like Rom and Palmer, like you said, but I, I love the shop, the shop, the Schaffler, Scheffler, excuse me, Scheffler Watson duo right here. Um, uh, you know, you, you got you gotta love the Cam Champ Fina too. Uh, amount of birdies that team's gonna make, but I'm I'm, I'm loving the Watson uh, Scotty Scheffler duo just from the Canarian look from it. Yeah, man, that's a really unique team. Um, anytime you're talking about Bubba, uh, it takes a special kind of player to play with him just because uh, you know his style's so different. But Scheffler certainly uh, can hang with Bubba there, and I, I I imagine they'll play well, but. You want to talk about distance, Andrew, and bombing it, and guys that can go low. Let's talk about this Tony Finau, Cameron Champ uh, team. Tony Finau always played in this event with Daniel Summerhays, uh, who retired, I believe, from professional golf. Uh, Tony's got a lot of connections to the Summerhays family, um, but he's moving moving into uh, a pairing with Cameron Champ. Man, you talk about exciting. What, what could happen with that pairing? Uh, that's just one to kind of circle, I feel, as, uh, you know, it, it – feels like a boomer bust kind of combination there with those two, but certainly exciting and intriguing. Um, and then Billy Horschel, uh, who's just been an absolute beast on this golf course, won this event, uh, back when it was an individual event and he's won it as a, you know, team event, won it with Scott Piercy, but now he's playing with Sam Burns. Who's a Louisiana guy. Very, very familiar with this golf course. Um, Piercy and Horschel kind of wonder what happened to that little pairing that they've split, but, uh, I'm sure one couldn't stand the other. I don't know if I could be around Billy Horschel for very long, but anyway, anyway, Sam Burns is biting the bullet. He's going to take the chance and play with Billy this week, and that's that's certainly a team you have to look at and respect right there. 
uh, with what Horschel's done on this course and with what you have to imagine Burns' familiarity being from Louisiana. Um, then you got Willett and Hatton, a couple of Englishmen playing together. That's very interesting. Um, Hatton's kind of been up and down this year, and Willett, same, up and down a little bit. And then Chris Kirk, Brennan Todd, the jo Georgia boys, Talk to me a little bit about Chris Kirk, Andrew. I, I filled in for you last week with the uh, Kirk Hart play. He came through huge at Hilton Head, played extremely well. Brendan Todd, uh, really nice kind of fit with these two, very, both very accurate, neither super-duper long. So this is kind of a unique team uh, going back to the college days. So give me your thoughts on your boy Kirk Yeah, so Brendan Todd. Almost played Kirk in the, in the one-and-done, but I couldn't bring myself to – to put somebody that was uh, such a high um, cost or, or odds were so high on winning it in a field like that because it was a really good field. Should have done it, tied for seventh, played great. I mean, I, I almost – I think I might text you or I might tweet it. I can't remember, you know. Basically, if you're from Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and you're playing a Pete Dye course in the southeast, you've got to be rostered. I mean, if you went to college, any of those three, because that's the kind of golf courses you played all the time for four, five, six years, or maybe even longer than that. But yeah, going forward with the 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 Kirk Todd duo, the course is a little bit long for for Brendan Todd, but I'll be honest, man, Chris Kirk does not hit the ball short. He can get to any par five out there. He's a player, and I don't really know where this love for him came out of me, but. It started, you know, on his on his road back to recovery, and he won that Corn Ferry Tour, and he's just been he's been playing great for about eighteen straight months, man. So, I'm I love that team. Um, there's several more we can talk about, but I love that duo. Another duo I want to talk about on down. I saw a picture of Dave Vic Hovland and uh, Ventura today when they're eight years old playing golf at junior tournaments together. You gotta love that, especially the price you're getting it at. And two guys that have not played very good golf over the last three years but have done so well historically as a team, you cannot ever count out Justin Rose and Henrik Stinson. I know it's, I'm the vet here talking about all the vets that I love, but they are pretty much unbeatable in, in Ryder Cup history together. And I don't, even though they, they haven't been uh, out there, to, and the, probably the price is a little high for them with their, uh, the way they've played the last couple of years. But still, when they're on the golf course together, you can never count them out. Yeah, for sure, man. And and that's, uh, you know, you kind of love when those two veterans get together. You mentioned uh, Hovland and Ventura. Those, those are Oklahoma State teammates. Um, so that's another kind of college narrative there with those two. Really, really talented guys. Hovland's played tremendous this year. Ventura's kind of disappointing to this point as a pro, but, you know, there's tons of talent there. He was highly touted coming out of Oklahoma State. So cool to see those guys kind of teaming up. You mentioned Rose and Stinson, two vets. What about the guys right below them? Louis Eustazen and Charles Schwartzel, uh, two, two South Africans teaming up. They've got a, a third-place finish in this event. Um, so I think that's a duo that you really have to look at. Veterans, countrymen, have experience in this event and have played well. Um, so I think you can certainly look at Louis and Charles Schwartzel there. Uh, moving on down, uh, this kind of turns into a dead range for me, Andrew, a little bit after we get – um, below Louie and Charles Schwartzel, Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele are both very similar, but you wonder who's going to make the putts in that group. Um, you know, you got Sung J M and Ben on kind of a cool pairing there. Um, 
but I really kind of run dry till I get down to the kind of the legendary duo of this event. Uh, Kevin Kisner and Scott Brown uh, had played very well on this golf course, which is kind of an odd pairing. Um, they lost the very first uh, edition of this event in, in a sudden death playoff, um, but they played very well here. And I, I feel like you can look at them at this price, especially with kind of how tough it is to spend up. Uh, just a very, very solid team and a solid price there at 8700 uh, And another another duo I'll throw out there, guys that have experience in this, is uh, Charlie Hoffman and Nick Watney. Um, they've played very well in this tournament. We've not heard much from Nick Watley lately, but Charlie Hoffman's been playing tremendous golf. His ball striking's up there with pretty much anybody in this field right now. So I would toss those out as a couple kind of mid-range uh, spins. Uh, Kiz and Scott Brown and Charlie Hoffman, Charlie Hoffman and Nick Watney. I agree with the, the, the Kisner Brown. I mean, Brown's known for making a lot of birdies. Uh, he's probably, I wouldn't say in recent years, but or last year, but you know, probably the last four years, he's been really up there where birdies are better. Uh, just some reason he can't hold it together for four days. It just is what it is. Uh, group I'd like to throw out there in that range, uh, Kokak, Pat Perez, uh, you're, you're going to see a little different leaderboard. You're going to be like, where's this team coming from? I'm not talking about this particular team, but on the leaderboard, you're going to be like, that doesn't really make sense. Well, you got to realize the, all these guys in this field are really good at golf. Uh, team events are completely different. Uh, fun events are completely different. Uh, you can throw ideas off each other. Uh, I love the Kokak Pat Perez combination. Really got to watch a lot of Kokak at Augusta this past year with the great app that they have on <laughs> On the smartphone, I watched Kokrak hit almost every shot. Man, he—I uh, didn't—I didn't realize how good he was, Joe. Uh, so yeah, I like—I like that that duo sliding on down. Man, there's so many names down through the the, the Neesmith and the Seifert, like them. Uh, um, there's just there's just a lot of names. Okay, Peter, your line didn't he just win this past weekend? And the Corn Ferry Tour, maybe, and Richie Wawinski, he can go low. Um, Doc Redmond, Sam Ryder. I mean, we're getting way down in there now, but you're going to have some way down in there teams. Uh, you, you're basically, like we said, you're going to be needing shooting for it all this weekend, all or nothing. So um, there's tons of names that you can name down through here. You got to find a couple of guys you want to go with. Look, look at the birdie to bear stat. Um, and you really kind of have to know players really to kind of see not know players, but kind of kind of guess their personalities the matchup. I, I mean, I, I feel like when we get down to these names that a lot of people haven't uh, talked about, you just really I don't know that we're going to do it justice by talking about them even more, Joe. But um, um, I'm going to throw one team out there in the dart play here that nobody's going to be talking about. And it's the 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 brothers, the Caddy brothers are on the bag. I think JB Holmes, Rob, or uh, I don't even know. I don't remember his name. Garrigus, is it Rob? Yeah, Robert Garrigus. Yeah, Robert Garrigus, JB Holmes, old school, sixty six hundred. I'm pretty sure that the Caddies are brothers. If uh, if Brent is still on with Garrigus, so that that's a name I'll throw out way down in way. I'm talking that you're getting way down in there. After that, I mean, you you can find some maybe some rookies that are paired up together, firing them because you know they're gonna be they're gonna be going all in on this tournament. It's gonna be a fun event, fun to watch, fun because they're having fun out there. But guess what? They're still playing for hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, and uh, yeah, 
what else you got joe yeah man i mean you hit on a on a lot down there and, and i think you're right i mean i think you can go fishing cheap this week um because we do have the team dynamic we're not we're kind of not just betting on one guy um might throw out scott piercy and oxay batia um Piercy's got a ton of experience in this event. Like I said, split with Billy Horschel and Batia's a young up and comer that's hungry. And uh, that, that exemption would mean the world to him that you get with winning this event. So you can certainly look at him kind of a, uh, an out of nowhere team. I'll throw at you. Um, Seamus power and David Hearn. Um, it's kind of an odd pairing. Um, you know, I, I can't really explain it, uh, but they had a T five here last year or in 2019, the last time this event was, was played and had another strong finish as well, I believe, in 2018, Andrew. So there's a little kind of sleeper team for you, uh, Seamus Power and David Hearn. Um, like those guys. And, you know, you're just getting down into dart throw territory as you keep moving down. You you know, you think about guys that would be good teammates and, and kind of a cool guy to, that, that you have to imagine to play golf with would be Harry Higgs. Um, he's playing with Michael Gellerman this week. Um, so, you know, maybe that's a little sleeper team. They're just out there having fun, um, taking shots at it. So, you know, it, it's one of those things. Uh, you can look at the vets down there, Greg Chalmers, Cameron Percy. There are a couple of Australians. They've certainly been around the block. You have to imagine played a ton of golf together. So, you know, you can go shopping down here, go fishing down here. If, if you want to kind of stack one of those power teams up at the top, you basically have to. Um, but don't feel bad about it this week. Like I said, you're not you're not betting on a single guy. Uh, you're betting more on a team dynamic, and, and you can find these guys like a like a Hearn and a Power. Um, another team I was going to talk about, Andrew. There, eight K was uh, <clears throat> Cameron Tringali and Roberto Castro. That's a very interesting team to me. We know Tringali's been a beast this year. He's been playing extremely well, and Castro's played well on the Corn Ferry Tour and in kind of an alternate field events at Corrales in Puerto Rico. Um, and they've played this event together before and have played well. So that's a team I'll be circling there this week at 8K is uh, Castro and Tringali. And then a couple of young guns, you're talking about trying to chase down an exemption. You got Justin Suh and Doug Gim there. Gim played very, very well uh, in the final round last week. We've seen Justin Suh play well in limited starts. Um, he's trying to work his way onto the tour. So I think that's another team there in the 8K range you can give a look to. Okay, Joe. Yeah, you I, I love everything you're hitting on because, I mean, like you said, like we've already said probably 10 times already, this is going to be kind of who you like. And then we're moving away from statistics to an extent. So on the way out, Joe, I know it's going to be it's a quick show tonight, but uh, give me a dart and give me a heart. <laughs> a okay, so give me a, a dart and a heart play, buddy. I like it. I like it. I'm going to say my dart play, I'm going uh, I'm going that little duo I just brought up, uh, Castro and Tringali. Uh, they're 8K. I don't know if you classify that as a dart. If you want to go really deep, <clears throat> I like that Hearn Power team down there at the bottom. Um, but but Tringali Castro is really intriguing to me. My heart, um, it's kind of tough to to make your mind up in a field like this, Andrew. But I'm taking the just kind of a power team just because if I had to pick a team to watch, this is the one I'd want to watch. I'm going to go Tony Finau, Cam Champ. We're just, we're just going power this week off the tee. We're bombing. Power. Okay, I got you. Uh, my dart's gonna be Kokrak Perez. I think that's. I mean, that's that's a little bit high. Like you said, eight eighty three. Or and I threw a deep, deep one in there with the 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 Garrigus JB Holmes. I guarantee you, those guys have played in a lot of Labor Day scrambles, Joe, over the years. <laughs> and that's the kind. Of, that's kind of the mentality you're gonna need out there, really. I mean, that get after it, and we need to bury the last three holes and 
Uh, I like those. I'm pretty sure actually JB Holmes, they used to kind of have like a um, like a, a, a scramble tour of like big money scramble tour like in the North Kentucky, Lower Indiana area, and he did a lot of that in college and stuff. So yeah, uh, JB Holmes, Rob Garrigus on the on the deep deep dive, Co-Crack Perez, my dart, and I I'm, I think with the heart, man, I you know I threw out. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a duo out there. Mm. I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna have to go with. I guess I'm, I'm gonna stick with the Scheffler uh, Watson man. No golf course seems to shake Scheffler's game, or Scotty's game, and uh, people say all the time what a what surprisingly enough what a joy it is to play in team events with Bubba or Bubba Watson. So that's my heart play, uh, dark play, co crack Perez, and deep deep dark play is uh, J.B. Holmes, Rob Garrigus. Anything else you guys say on the way out, Joe? We got to wrap this up, buddy. Yeah, that's it, man. We we kind of kind of zipped through this one this week, guys. Um, just just more of a fun event. Um, just want to reiterate that. And we're, we're looking forward to digging back in deep uh, at Valspar next week. That's that's always a good one, tough track. Um, good to have you back, Andrew. Good to see you, buddy. Shout out to our buddy Joe Marler over at the Brook. Another ace yesterday. His second one in, in like the past year, uh, holding one on number four. So, congrats, Marler. You're the man. Absolutely, Marler. With another, I uh, seen uh, his father-in-law tweeted out that he's got father-son tryouts coming up after Marler's had two aces in, in the last uh, last year. So, uh, no, uh, uh, all seriousness, no. Like you said, light week this week. We're going to dive deep into it next week and get back after you're on the grind. Uh, my name is Andrew Poor. Go by Andrew Putters. That is Joe Nicely. This is the Turner Fantasy Golf Podcast brought to you by rotoballer.com. I decided that I'd give it one good try. But that was my first big mistake. I've already hit three in the lake. It's gonna try.